Well, praise be to God. Amen. Amen. Jesus is alive. Glory to, to the name of Jesus forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to begin in James chapter 1 in the New Testament. James chapter 1. And I'll be reading from the New King James today. Praise God. And it reads in verse 6 is where we're going to begin. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. James 1, 6-8, New King James Version. Praise God. You know, faith is the very basis of our relationship with God and receiving from Him. The Bible does not say that it is very difficult to please God without faith, but rather it states that it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen? And so it is no wonder, it should not be any wonder in your mind why faith is emphasized throughout the Bible, even in the Old Testament, but especially in the New. Amen? Amen. Praise God. It is the mark of Christ in our life because Jesus is the author and the developer of our faith. Praise God. Don't be surprised about all the emphasis concerning faith in the Bible. The Old Testament equivalent to faith is trust or we could say rely so trust or rely upon uh, and faith all of these words they are interchangeable with each other in the old and new testament alike praise god hallelujah and so as we look in the old testament and and we find the word trust then we know that's talking about faith or reliance upon or rely amen And if we look in the New Testament and we see the word faith, then we know we're talking about trusting or relying upon. Amen? Amen. Praise God forever. And so uh, this is what the Bible is talking about. So let's reread that in James 1. But let him ask in faith, or let him ask trusting or relying upon. Amen. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The context of this opening verse, these verses, was during trials of life and needing wisdom. What shall I do, God? God, I need your guidance. God, I need your wisdom. Show me, Lord, what to do, what not to do. Have you ever been there? So the context is is this type of situation of life, this type of posture toward God, needing help. (laughs) Anybody ever been there? We ask of God in faith, knowing that He gives wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so this is what uh, James is saying. James is saying, you ask of God, and He will give you what you're needing. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you what not to do. He'll give you that wisdom from above, which supersedes and surpasses any wisdom of this age. Amen? Amen. Praise God. One word from God, I have heard said, 
One word from God changes everything. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So basically, James is writing to the believers that they are not to waver in their hearts, that God will be with them and guide them as they ask of Him. If they doubt that God is with them and will guide them, they will not only be unstable in their life, but they won't receive the wisdom they so desperately need. Again, this still speaks to us. It still speaks to our day and age. It still speaks to our lives, praise God, and the situations that we come in, uh, in and out of, praise God. God is still with us. Amen. He has never left us. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even to the end of the age, he said, praise God. Hallelujah. And this is the same to us. God is with us. If we ask of Him, we should not doubt. If we ask of Him, we should not waver. But we should trust, rely. We should have faith, knowing that whatever we have asked, we shall receive if we ask in faith. According to the will of God, of course. Amen. You can't ask for a sinful thing. You have to ask in the righteousness or the promises of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God forever. But if we waver, then we become unstable. If we waver, we will not receive. If they doubt that God is with them and will guide them, they will not only be unstable in their life, they won't receive the wisdom they so desperately need. That's what he's telling them. Well, if it was the same with them, then uh, if, it, if it speaks with them, then it's the same with us. Amen? Amen. It's the same with us. So if they won't receive the wisdom they so def desperately need if they waver, then we won't either. If we waver and we begin to doubt whether God is listening, whether God is true, whether God's promises are real or whatever the case, and uh, you know, then we're going to also be unstable in our ways, in our life. Amen. Amen. I want to also talk about how this is speaking of their very faith in God completely and uh, you know if the, if they doubted this was not just talking about if them asking for wisdom because the primary target of this letter was to the Jewish diaspora or the dispersion of Jews beyond Israel's borders they had intermingled with the Gentiles they had become Christians in their faith so it is very plausible that he is also referring to their faith in Christ. If they begin to waver in their faith in Christ, if they begin to revert back to their Judaism, or they begin to have questions about their faith in the Lord Jesus, if they begin to waver in that, then it will cause an, an instability in their life. It will cause them not being able to uh, walk in the blessings that are found in Christ. And dear ones, if it's, again, if it's the case for them, it's definitely the case for us. Amen. Amen. We may not, or you may be uh, Jewish believers in Jesus. We, you know, I'm not of a Jewish race, but I know Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. But nevertheless, if, even if you are a Jewish believer or you're not a Jewish believer, the same consistency, what unites us together 
is the blood of Jesus and faith in Him. He is Lord. He is our Master. He is our Savior. And we cannot in any way begin to waver in that understanding and that faith and that reliance upon Him. Amen? Amen. Praise God forever. So the Bible is calling us to complete trust and reliance upon God in Christ Jesus our Lord. By the authority of the written word of God and the power and leading of the Holy Spirit. We are called to be all in, praise God. We are called to be all in or totally committed, we could say. Praise God. Too many so-called believers are only partially committed to God. If there was a trial to determine if they were Christian believers, there would not be enough evidence to convict them. This bleeds over into their seeking God and receiving from Him. Or as we looked at in the opening verse, being in situations or circumstances where they're needing the wisdom of God, they just haphazardly do so. They haphazardly seek after God. They believe in the moment of time and then they flake out after they leave the time of prayer. They're all believing and then all of a sudden they're all fearful. So, you know, we can't be in and out. We've got to be all in, praise God. We've got to be totally committed. We've got to say the promise of God is true. I shall not waver. I shall not in any way waver. I continue to stand. And having stood, I continue to stand, praise God. Having done all to stand, I stand therefore, praise God. Hallelujah. We cannot be partly in. We have to be all in, totally in, totally committed. Amen? Amen. Praise God forever. Now this, again, bleeds over into their, in other areas of their life, and they become unstable in all their ways. But, you know, we are not islands. We don't live in a vacuum. We interact with other people. And if we are unstable, that will uh, interact with others, and it, that instability will cause chaos in the, in, in the lives of others, not only just in our life. Amen. I want us to look at James chapter 4 now. Just move on over into the book. James chapter 4, verse 8. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. James 4, verse 8. Well, if you, if you backed up a little bit, if you read it from the double-minded standpoint going backward, let's look at it this way. If we purify our hearts and become single-minded, it will transform us from a life of sin into a life near to God, a life transformed by the presence of God. Amen? We have the capacity, dear ones, to draw near to God. We have the capacity to draw near to God. Let me say it one more time. We have the capacity to draw near to God. Stop saying, who can know God? Stop saying, who can know His will? Stop it. You can. You can know the will of God. You can know the wisdom of God. You can know God Himself, praise God. You, become, you can become close to God. 
You have that capacity. You know, what, was, what is really described here in verse 8 of chapter 4, if you have eyes to see and hearts to understand, what's really described here is what the Bible calls repentance. Repentance. A change of heart resulting in a change of life. A change of heart resulting in a change of life. Acknowledging that what you're doing is wrong, acknowledging the direction of your life is, is going away from God instead of going toward God, and doing an about face, doing a 180, praise God. You turn your life around, praise God, by repenting. You say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I call upon you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior. I ask for your power to transform me. Forgive me. Move in my heart and life. Move in me, O Lord, and cause me to walk the straight and narrow. Cause me to walk the path of the righteous, praise God. As you lead and guide me, I will follow. As I ask of you, I know I receive. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Cleanse me of all sin. Transform my life so that I might walk differently. I might live differently, praise God. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray. Begin to seek after the Lord. And don't doubt. Don't doubt, but know that what you're praying is the will of God. Know that what you're praying is found in Him. And receive it even as you pray. And then walk it out, dear ones. Begin to step forward and not backward. Hallelujah. We have the capacity to draw close to God. Don't waver in that. Be all in on that, praise God. Be totally committed to that, praise God. Yes. We can receive the power to be transformed in our lives. We can receive the power to change. Yes. Glory to God. We can receive the Lordship of Jesus in our life by the working of the Holy Spirit of God. We can repent. We can change our hearts and minds. We can cause our lives to be changed as we put the word first, as we please God first, as we walk by faith, relying upon Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I want us to move on over into the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And the context is being asked, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to him in chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now I'm going to stop for just a moment. Here we find Jesus saying you've got to be all in. <laughs> yeah. You can't just half-heartedly do this. You can't just go about this halfway. You've got to be all in. You've got to be totally committed. He says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Praise God. 
And this is the greatest commandment. He says, this is the first and great commandment. Well, now in verse 39, he says, and the second, the second greatest is like the first. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he goes on to say, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Praise God. Dear ones, we've got to be all in. We've got to be all in. We just can't haphazardly go about this thing called faith. We can't haphazardly go about serving our God. We can't haphazardly go about seeking, you know, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We have to be about this every day. It has to be first and foremost in our life. Amen. Jesus said, seek ye first. Amen. Priority one. Jesus needs to be first in your life. Amen? Praise God forever. Go all in, dear ones. Love God and love your neighbor. Love God and love your neighbor. Amen. Amen. And your neighbor is just in everybody else, dear ones. Everybody else is your neighbor. It's not just talking about those that may live next door to you, even though that, you know, would apply. Hallelujah. We have to be all in and trust God and love God with all we are. And then love others. And then love others. And then love others. And then love others. Praise God forever. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I commit this message into the hearts and minds of the people that hear it. And I ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.